0: A.C. Sparky, 5 or 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Time Out as we broadcast from the Wendy's studios. Don't forget when the Bucks win. You win at Wendy's. I know, I know, it's the All-Star break, but still, it goes for the remainder of the season. So anytime the Bucks get a win, you go to any participating Wisconsin Wendy's within 24 hours, get yourself a free chocolate or vanilla Frosty. They've been winning a lot this year, so a lot of free Frosties have been given out. Joining me now so I can vent and yell and scream. Uh, you won't hear it all here the first couple of minutes but you'll hear it if you go to 1250 fan.com to listen to the rest of it. He is Tim Muma from Brewer Fanatic. Follow Tim uh, on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. has got a great uh, news story out on the Pocota projections for the Brewers uh, pitching. Uh, you would definitely want to go check that one out. And we're going to talk about pitching because this whole Corbin Burns fiasco uh, has me absolutely irate at this point as far as the arbitration process. Uh, the Brewers not wanting to spend another six hundred or $700,000 just to have it go away. And instead, they go to arbitration and they win, similar to Josh Hader. And Corbin Burns, similar to Josh Hader, none too happy with how the whole thing played out. Tim Muma, what's your take on this?
1: Well, I know I'm here to give the rational take, since uh, we all know you, as you said, need to vent. So, I mean, this is the reason people always, and the Brewers in the past, have almost never gone to arbitration is because you have this risk of of getting players upset because essentially – it's a one V one conversation and uh, the brewer's side, they need to find a way to lessen his value. And of course, Burns and company are going to try to raise his value, you know, and, and, typically from what I've known, you stick to the statistics, you, you, you have those comparisons to other players in the league and, and you, you kind of make it as objective as possible, but it sounds like there are quite a few narratives being thrown out there and a more subjective opinion. And I think that's where Burns really kind of felt burned for lack of a better term by it. Um, if it's true that the Brewers were saying something to the effect of that, uh, it was his, his fault that they didn't reach the playoffs. I could see where that would make a player mad now is he going to be professional and, and still go out there and, and do his job yeah of course he said as much uh, is it going to help him maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder sure that could be the case too um, I just think overall and I'm sure you've, you've seen this as well it seems in the last year the Brewers have had a lot of trouble figuring out how to handle players and running their communication PR uh, it, it's it's kind of been a mess and this I don't i wouldn't to say it's the cherry on top but this definitely feels like something that uh, it could hurt them down the road I don't think he was signing an extension anyway, so I don't think that's really a factor, but is it going to impact his performance? I guess we'll wait to see.
0: I have stated for years, and more so now than ever before, they should not have players in these arbitration hearings. It should be the arbiter yep. or the, the representation for the player, the representation for the team. And that's it, because this does nobody any good by having them there and watching his boss rip him apart uh, in front of everybody. He's not going to forget that. And his opinion of this organization is forever changed because of it.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's some theories out there that that agents actually don't mind this at all because it does it does put the team more in a bad light. It does sort of fire up the player. And, and the agent, look, his job is to make the most money that he can for the player because, of course, he's going to get a cut. So really, maybe it just speeds things up or enhances the idea that, that Burns is definitely going to be looking to hit the market in a couple of years. So that's part of it. I mean... It, some of it's a business, some of it's a game. Unfortunately, the only people who don't really have a say in it and the ones that might be affected most are the fans. And, and we've definitely seen them on social media come out in droves as far as bashing the organization, bashing uh, Tanasio. I mean, the, the list kind of goes on and on and um, you know, I don't know where it's going to lead, but uh, obviously the play on the field is going to dictate everything. So if, if it doesn't affect them and they still played up to their level, great. If again, this kind of throws things out of whack as it's seen the Josh Hader trade did last year, which, By the way, Burns definitely was impacted by that as well. I don't know. That that could be the the beginning of the end and and the idea of a rebuild happening because, of course, with Burns getting traded, eventually you're going to look to recoup those assets.
0: So let's talk about the offseason. So, for a majority of the offseason, the Brewers did absolutely nothing, right? They made a couple of trades, but as far as signing any type of impact free agent, third baseman, that never simply happened. You didn't do that. Uh, you didn't sign any impact uh, player for the bullpen, per se. You didn't sign, well, Miley, I guess, is going to be a starter, so I guess you sign him on the cheap. But outside of that, you really didn't do anything. And a lot of the fan base said, well, okay, this is probably them getting ready to announce an extension for either Adamus Woodruff or Corbin Burns. Well, Corbin Burns said that maybe there was a that two-year type extension offered. Mm-hmm. McCalvey followed up, Adam McCalvey of Brewers.com, MLB.com followed up with a tweet after that and said, according to my source, that was never offered. There was no two year option or two year extension ever offered. It was a player or a club option for 2024 or something like that right. that they were offering up. So you mean to tell me, Willie? Adamus goes to the little soiree that they had at Dugout 54 and says, yeah, I really haven't talked to him about an extension. Woodruff, I don't think they've talked to him either. And Burns, clearly they haven't offered an extension. So all three of them have two years left on their deal, and nobody has been talked to. Like, is the grand plan here, okay, two years, and then we're blowing this thing up, and we're going to be bad like the Pirates for a few years? Like, To me, this is, as a fan now, I'm not being irrational. I'm being a damn Brewers fan, who watched the Bud Selig era and all this other crap happen. You are mad right now, as a Brewers fan, going, you're not going to keep any one of these three dudes, like, at all? Like, not even going to try? I mean, hell, Doug Melvin knew there was no chance Prince Fielder was taking 5 out of 100. They knew! Matthew was not taking five at 100. But you know what? They offered it. They threw it out there. And they said to the fan base, that's what we can afford. Let's see what happens. He doesn't appear these guys are even going to try that.
1: Yeah, no, I still believe it's it's definitely on the table for Woodruff and or I uh, You know, of course the the shortstop market exploded this past offseason, sure so that may have given the Brewers some pause because, you know, fans might not see it, but if you look at a lot of the numbers, Adamas is he's not up there amongst the top, but he's right at that next level. So, you know, the, the numbers are going to be at least somewhat close to what you've seen. In, in, unless he hits the free market, then the Brewers might have to tap out. Woodruff does seem like the most likely, especially. Yes. Especially the idea that you know, again, Burns was always likely to be gone because he's gonna he's gonna command so much money, and the Brewers just aren't gonna take on that risk. Woodruff obviously has been in the system and with the organization for how long? He just seems to have that sort of mentality of wanting to stick it out with the team. Again, that's making an assumption. He's a little bit older than Corbin. It just seems to be a fit, and I could see I could definitely see it happening even during the middle of the season now. Maybe if you're the Brewers organization, especially after what just happened with Burns, you ramp up those uh, those extension talks a little bit and try to get something done in the next week or two because they need some positive PR. They need some fan excitement because I I don't. It's not just the Burns thing. It's, it's everything that's happened for the past year. Or so people have really turned and and it's kind of gotten ugly a little bit. And yes, I know social media isn't real life. But there's plenty of fans on there that, that I respect their opinions, that that have these negative feelings, and without spending that money on someone, and like you said, it really wasn't done in the free agent market, Woodruff and Adamas, I think one of them has to get signed at some point during the season, as far as an extension goes. Now, of course, it takes two to tango. The players have to want to stay, and I still think out of the, out of the two that uh, we're talking about here, I think it would be Woodruff. So... If I'm the Brewers, I'm maybe pushing a little more chips into the middle of the table for Woodruff and saying, "Hey, let's get this thing done. Let's make sure we're set for the next, you know, five years or whatever. At least with you, and then we can move forward and hopefully get the the positive vibes going as we start spring training.
0: They need to trade Christian Yelich. I've been saying it forever. Oh, not this they, again. You oh, gotta man. trade Yelich with a oh. prospect, a good prospect. Tell me that's well respected. It's not You find somebody. Oh, come on. There's lots of teams out there with a huge payroll. Find somebody that'll take this dude that thinks he can be their leadoff hitter uh, and get rid of him and that then allows you an opportunity legitimately to pay one of these dudes to keep him because maybe market's ancio says we can't have two guys at 25 million a year as a market we can't have what a third of our payroll Uh, taken up by two players in Milwaukee. We cannot be able to fill out a roster if we have a third of our payroll invested in two players. That might be their thinking. So, if that is the thinking, then you have to figure out a way to get rid of Yelich, even if it means packaging him with prospects to just get rid of the contract.
1: No, you can't. You're not. You're not going to do it. First of all, the thing is, truthfully, Yelich's yeah, contract, as the years go on, actually doesn't look as bad. Exactly. I know there's a firm number, right? But he's still productive. I know the problem is everyone's going to compare him to his MVP seasons. If you compare him to the actual run environment that we've had, especially last year, he's exactly what you want a leadoff hitter. Why would you want to move I'm not win paying him? 26 You're... million
0: dollars for a slap leadoff hitter. I'm not
1: do doing that. Wanna, no. do wanna Do you want to? Do you want to win this year? Who are you going to have? Who are you going to have leading off? Who do you have in your
0: outfield? They already are shorthand in their outfield. They don't, already don't have enough offense in their outfield. Oh, I can get rid of your leadoff hitter. If it was cool. me, if it was me, I'd have all the kids playing in the outfield. All of them. Fralick well, would be my leadoff hitter. Then lead you, off you might hitter. as
1: well. Then you might as well trade Burns and Woodruff now and get more prospects. Because you're think, not winning games if you have all the young guys in the outfield. You're just not. Well, we don't know. I mean, Fralick to
0: me is no, the you're leadoff. off is the leadoff hitter Freyling. going forward. There's no question. I love Fralick. And Christian Yelich as a slap hitter uh, at twenty-six million. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) a year is not worth it. That's why I said, if the Mets like him at $26 million to be a slap hitter at the top of their lineup, by all means, take him. Boston, the Yankees, whoever wants him, maybe you can sucker the Cubs into taking him. Whatever. I don't really care. I just want the number in his contract gone. Like you said, it doesn't look as bad now because of all these other big contracts going on. If that frees up money to keep Woodruff or Burns, I'm all for it. Well, it, it... Burns isn't staying unless
1: unless the Brewers just decide to go way outside their comfort zone. I don't see that happening. Woodruff, Adamus, again, that could happen, but. Again, with the whole yellow state how many home runs, because I feel like you look at it just from a home run point of view, how many home runs would he need to hit 30. for you to not consider him a slap hitter? 30?
0: 30. 30? 30. Oh, man. That's what you paid him on. Uh... You paid him on two years, and again, if you look at his numbers, he had two years. <laughs> so what happened those two years that's different than what happened before those two years and what happened after those two years? Because he had he was not the same player before those two years, and he hasn't been the same player since those two years. And we could talk about injuries since, but this this Christian Yelich looks like the Marlins Christian Yelich, not superhero Christian Yelich before the contract. I- I'm just saying, like to me, it makes absolutely no sense <laughs> how you can be Superman w- with a bat for two years and now all of a sudden become Lois Lane. I- to me, it makes no sense. Not, not I mean, whatsoever. I- I-
1: the thing is, it happens all the time in baseball. People just tend to forget. Especially when yeah, they're not Brady team. Anderson,
0: it happened to Cody Bellinger, at, it happened to Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger is a perfect example. Those are the two guys,
1: Yelly and Belly. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, look, it happens, and it's it unfair. Both counts We don't California know all the guys. reasons why. Yeah, well, maybe that has something to do with it, but I mean, we don't know the reason why, obviously, and. I, I, again, I I know you've been banging that drum, and and I got I feel like I got close to sort of maybe seeing it. I just I don't get it. if you're trying to win, he's still your best option in my opinion to to help this lineup. And he's not going to hit 30 home runs, nope. uh, but what if he hits 35 doubles and 15 home runs? Is that enough for you? No. Because you got to remember too, when he was the MVP, Christian Yelich, he was making way less than he should have. So if you look at it from the oh, grand stop. scheme of things, again, the now value, you sound like that an owner. Feels- no, it's the only way to look at it, though. I mean, I to make yourself I, feel value, better, value is a long-term thing. <laughs> I don't need to feel better. I feel fine. I feel fine about it. But you know, we're never going to agree on that one. And I because it's going, wrong, listen, so.
0: hold on. Just, let me just say this: <laughs> if they didn't have these three dudes, who all are considered good players at their positions, all available for an extension, if they, if that didn't exist, right? And you had the other star. If you had the feeler to LeBron, and that player to Yelich, already under contract for another five or six years, then I wouldn't be as concerned about this whole thing. But you don't. You have a guy you're overpaying in Yelich, and you don't have anybody else other than maybe William Contreras, and we don't really know what that is. He's still awfully young. But outside of him, you don't really have anybody else that you can bank on for the next five years.
1: Yeah. I mean, from now through the next five years, sure. But I, I think they're looking at it as a cycle that, you know, you have this year or two and then maybe there's some, some growing pains with the young guys, or maybe they figure out a way to to get the right guys in a package for Corbin Burns or whatever they decide doing. So, I mean, there's a lot of options. And look, the Brewers, just like every other major league team, well, except for the Mets, although they could spend more. Every team could be spending more. It's just what they choose to do, and Yellows' just contract shouldn't hold them back. And I understand that in their mind, it probably does in some way, and that their own their own idea of a budget it's going to hold them back from spending. Um, I I just I don't see any way it's going to
0: happen. At Think about this: their budget now. is what a hundred and thirty, hundred and thirty-two million. So if you have another player at 25 million let's say that's 50 million invested in two players of 130 million in payroll like how much can you compete at that level when one of the guys isn't a true impact guy anymore
1: Sure. And I, I completely get that. And I think the issue is that the budget shouldn't be 130 million or 135 million. And I know there's been, there's been different stories and different articles and, and different statistical data run when it comes to that, as far as not just the brewers, but uh, across baseball. And, you know, I think that's where it does start. I'm not, I'm not out there like everybody else saying, Oh, Mark Athanasio's cheap and he's terrible. He's the worst. There are far worse owners who spend yes. even less and couldn't care less about winning. Um, but something just has seemed to be off the left last couple of years, I, I don't have the inside scoop on that, at least not as of right now. I'm trying to dig up some things, but um, I, there, there might be something to that, too, that, that this window that they're in, for whatever reason, they feel like they can't spend. Is it related to the, the Bally's TV thing? Is it still because of COVID? Is it just all an excuse? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think the answer is uh, is trading ellich and, and, and depreciating his value by throwing
0: in a, a prospect, because you're just not going to get much back anyway. I don't want anything back. I just want him gone. <laughs> You, you don't have to give me a damn. You don't have to give me anything for that dude. Legitimately nothing. Like, Give me a, a Wendy's uh, gift card for a double stack. I'm good. Call it a day. I just want his money off the books to use it for two players better than him. That's all I want. I, I just want that cap money. or the well, might as well be cap money with the Brewers because they cap their payroll. But whatever that, that slot number is to use on, say, a Woodruff or an Adamus. Yes. If I can get Woodruff and Adamus versus is neither or one of them, would you rather have Woodruff and Adamas, or Yelich and Woodruff or Yelich and Adamus?
1: If you if you guaranteed me that by trading Yelich, you could extend both Woodruff and Adamus, yes. I do in a second. Beyond
0: Thank other you. than that other than that, I wouldn't take it. And but that's all he, you have to do if you're I, Matt Arnold. Go ahead to Antonazio and go. Look, this is the deal. Yeah? They both are good. He's good at 25 a year. He's good at 20 a year. I know you say we can't do it because of Yelich. If I can do Yelich, get rid of Yelich. We're not going to get anything back. Nothing significant. So we'll have to take heat for that. <laughs> but if it, are you okay if I can get these two deals done by moving him for nothing? Do you think Mark says go for it?
1: Uh, I don't know because he loves Yelich. Yeah, and they, that's right. they do still see him as a face of the franchise. Yeah, that's so. right. Yep. That's I mean, and, look, right. That, that, and I know there are plenty of people like you who are tired of Yelich and want him gone and all that stuff, but there's just as many, if not more, that still love him and oh, want him course, to do well. So, people still love again, if you're talking about the PR
0: side, you're just going to keep keep banging your head against the
1: wall with this stuff, you
0: know? I'm not talking about any PR side, because like the <laughs> Brewers, they don't care what the fan base thinks one way or the other as far as what they do player personnel-wise. Why would they care? No professional team cares about their fan base as far as what they think of their player moves. It does not exist. I don't care what anybody tells you. No GM makes a move going... Boy, I hope the fan base likes what I did. They, they don't think about the fans. They don't care about the fans. Not at all. Now, the marketing and the business guys that are in charge of the turnstiles, and they get paid based on the fans. They care about the fans. But the general manager on the on the team side of football, basketball, baseball, hockey, they when they make a move, they're not thinking about what Joe at the corner bar thinks about them making that move or yeah, that oh. decision. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. But if Arnold goes to Athanasius and says, look, this is what we're thinking of doing as far as the yellow side goes, he, he might, he might veto that because he, he does look at it from a business and marketing perspective as opposed to player personnel, which, you know, sometimes that's when owners get in the way and, and it's a bad thing. So, you know, I, I, it would be fascinating if they did find a trade for him. I don't see it happening. I personally don't really want it to. And cause you're not going to guarantee me that you're going to be able to extend both those guys we're talking about. and, Again, I, I, and I know in the end, if he plays well, everyone's going to love him. And they'll be like, great, this is what we we're expecting. If he doesn't, it's going to be the continued narrative, and maybe eventually you get your wish. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it'll it's be like... It's kind of a
1: win-win for you, I will be like.
0: <laughs> 40 by the time I get my wish. That's the problem. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Mooma. Brewer Fanatic, tell everybody about the great website.
1: Yeah, Brewer Fanatics has been uh, just over, actually, uh, just about a year it's been up and running um, as far as the new format goes. Uh, we actually brought on Matthew Trueblood, who's got a little bit of uh, national experience, although he is a Cubs fan. Uh, we still allowed him you to, to join the site. You don't tell people that, but, man. I'll, just, uh, no, I'll delete I mean, looks, that out of the he's recording. He's got a great perspective. No way. Great perspective. Uh, but he's doing a great job to, to add some additional stuff. But especially with spring training and uh, all the burn stuff, lots of lots of good info up there. And feel free to leave comments because that's what the original Brewer brewerfan.net was all about is, uh, is that fan interaction, so let's get that
0: going. I absolutely love brewerfan.net back in the day, no question. Brewer Fanatic, <laughs> uh, but you guys write way more articles than I feel like they ever did back in the day on Brewer Fan. That was more of a message board site and so forth, um, and this really truly is a, a real website with real articles and the whole deal. I think you guys do a great job over at Brewer Fanatic. Again, follow him uh, on Twitter at Tim_Muma. Tim underscore Mooma. Tim, as always, thanks so much for letting me yell at you for a little while and vent. I told you ahead of time this was going to happen, and you thankfully were able to deal with me like you always are. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I yelled back a little bit this time too, so it's fun.
0: That, that's good. Yeah. All right. Take care. There he is. <laughs> tamuma here on 1250 AM the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours